You're listening to... No, that's not real. You're listening to The Heidi Rue Show. Yeah, that's better. Inspiring. Entertaining. Real. The Heidi Rue Show. Listen, guys, if you ever think, is Heidi's podcast all about females? No, it's not. And I'm here to prove it <laughs> hey, today. you had a glitch beyond, didn't you? I did. Yeah. 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 See? I had... That was, a, that was a great episode, by the oh, way. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, so if you, so you know who I'm talking to right now. This is Javier Mercedes with me today. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm so excited. Gals. Yeah. Too. Guys and gals, yes. Um, I'm so excited to have you on. In fact, we just kind of flip-flopped. So I just did an episode with his of his podcast, and now the tables are turned. Passion in progress is yeah, the name yeah, of it. Yeah. So now I get to put you through the... The torture. Of the <laughs> I hope that's not what. No, my, it my, wasn't. My it wasn't. It wasn't. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It was very enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. Very enjoyable. <laughs> hey, my first time on a podcast, so uh, this will be good. Or oh, getting get, getting interviewed on a podcast. Oh my gosh! So. Well, this is very exciting. Well, awesome. Welcome. So Javier is a sound engineer and a videographer. He just recently left his job like Friday at the Chive in Austin, Texas, and we met because he was a sound engineer here in Atlanta at Doppler Studios, and he conducted several of my voiceover sessions. Shout mm-hmm. out Bill Quinn, yeah. amazing guy. Oh. Love Doppler, and R.I.P. Obviously, Joe Neal. <laughs> so that's how we met, and then from there, tell us exactly kind of how how you got to, got to Austin. Austin. <laughs> uh, so just a little background: I was uh, audio engineer mm-hmm. at Doppler Studios. Before that, I went through the whole music technology uh, program in Ball State University in at Ball State. And uh, while I was there, I made a decision to uh, one. This is like going way back on your question, but yeah, it's, that's, it's no, the personal story of yes. Javier Mercedes. Yes. Um, so, in order to get a music engineering degree, you have to play an instrument. And um, when I was in high school, I liked doing instruments and things of that nature. But I was a part of a high school band, and I liked recording all of our stuff. And I, that was the thing where all of my friends were like man, you're really good at this. Like, you should do that. So, like, when I went to do the college things, Ball State has an amazing music tech program. Only problem is I don't play, like, an instrument. You have to get into the School of Music in order to get this degree. Mm. Took me three uh, auditions, which equals three semesters of being at college to get into the School of Music. And then, um, so within that, it taught me a lot about perseverance. Yeah, And what was awesome is um, Dr. Helton was my piano teacher. And he like, he took me along that road of like, I was playing stuff like Mary Had a Little Lamb. And then all of a sudden I'm playing like Chopin and whatnot. But I learned so much through getting into the School of Music. And then once I was in the School of Music, I was like, wow, this isn't hard enough because doing a... Uh, music major is very hard, mm-hmm. um, especially when you didn't play an instrument. But I was like, "Hey, how about <laughs> yeah. I how about I um, do a minor in physics?" Uh, so that sounds like yeah, it, it was like lines. it was so so <laughs> much torture. But once you start doing something that you're passionate about, it's like yeah. so much easier to do it. And when you get to choose too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You to choose what you're learning. Exactly. Yeah. So with those two things, um, with physics, it helps with electrical engineering and everything. That was a specialty. And then um, all obviously with the piano and all that. Stuff, I started learning all the music things um, and um, certain cadences and certain things that come with music. There's so much to be related in 
editing that ah. goes along with music. It's it's crazy, but I, a lot of the video editors that um, I would work with or that I've seen, a lot of them have musical backgrounds, and it's because you get a sense of pace in certain things of that nature. It'd be, be wow. like what we talked about on the other podcast, right. where if you do acting and something like that, a lot of those characteristics are relatable to yeah. um, voiceover. So once Javier was in college, he realized it's going to be really hard to get a job in sound design after school. And so he made it his mission to get a paid internship every single summer throughout college in the field that he wanted to go into, which is sound design. So he found a a paid internship at the Interlochen Center for Arts in Michigan, where he got to actually be the lead engineer for live acts such as Dave Matthews and Steve Miller Band and some other really big bands. Then after he got his degree, now what, Javier? What do you do after that? take my spring break um, of my senior year to come down to Atlanta for a week and I just hit up everyone I and before it's kind of like what I'm doing right now yeah, I, yeah, yeah. so um, anybody that I could see on the internet that was recording studio wise I was there um, wow. interviewing there just trying to get something so I was interviewing at like Treehouse um, Doppler yeah. uh, place where Adult Swim and um, oh, yeah. uh, uh-huh. like mm-hmm. any any place and when I interviewed at Doppler yeah. they saw like all the stuff that I was already doing because like I said, I was like, I was trying to just make it an effort to like, if I do anything, it's like, I want to be doing this right? Um, in, in the realm of production. Okay. And when I interviewed there, they saw like everything that I had and they were like, well, do you, have you given any mind to like the day turn internship or the nighttime internship? I had no idea what that meant. And a nighttime internship at a studio is where you're going to be recording like the bands and the rappers. And then the daytime internship, you're going to do more ADR for movies and voiceovers. Um, which actually means more hours. So then what happened? Doppler called me back and gave me the internship. So I came in and I, I did that I did that internship and then went back to school to finish out. So Javier finished college and then he ended up getting a freelance job at Doppler Studios, but that didn't pay the bills. I was like, well, I could do things like Uber or whatever to supplement income, sure. but I was like, no, I, I want to find things that are within my, mm. um, my realm yes. and do those. So I had the live sound experience, and what I did was I started doing um, uh, stage one. I think is the name of their place. Anyhow, oh, they're okay. uh, so they so they're all they do is they set up the stages, and wow. lo and behold, the very first gig um, I got was with. Uh, Coldplay. They were like, oh, they were no like, be, be a stagehand for a Coldplay concert. What? Yeah. So I, it was at Gwinnett, and yeah. they, they were just like, I was like, um, um, no, sorry, it wasn't cold. It was Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, just still so is cool. The same. <laughs> yeah, I love so, Red so, Hot Chili but, Peppers. But the yeah. thing is, I already had all the experience I needed to, mm-hmm. like, oh, you want to hang this speaker array? I can hang this speaker array. Wow. You want to do this other stuff? I can do all of that. You yeah. know. I had that experience. I was doing that job. And then I was also doing, um, I was, uh, Sean Coleman, another engineer, Uh set me up with uh, another um, Bonaventure Quartet, amazing um, group. They play weddings Uh and things like that. So I set up with them and I was being an audio engineer for them. And then I was doing other side, uh, other side stuff um, just to like supplement that income as well. So at one point, I was doing like four freelance things and at any given time during the week, one of those would come up with a thing. But uh, because of that very first gig, I was like, I was 
talking to people and um, I would always make a effort to learn everybody's name on that stage crew mm-hmm. and that um, from that first Red Hot Chili Peppers one there was a guy that was had a like a kind of full-time job at Gwinnett arena ah, okay. so he set me up with another freelance thing where he's just like hey i met this guy javier you should just bring him in and bring put him as part of the rotation so then i got to be on the full-time rotation at Gwinnett arena wow. and with all those things um there i was like i was able to sustain myself yeah. um then uh i was just like <laughs> can i interrupt you go, really go fast ahead, go just ahead. because i love what you said uh, um and along those there's lines there's like so much uh, but no <laughs> it's great i love it yeah. it's wonderful javier but i i want to commend you on that the the idea of like no i want to stick in the same industry that mm-hmm. i want to have a career in because i've talked to a lot of people especially like Acting is a big, it's, gosh, it's a crazy <laughs> industry. And there's there's very little people that actually make a full-time income from it. So you're going to have to do stuff. And it's up and down, too. So, yeah. you know, one year you could make a full-time income, and the next year it's like, what is going on? Yeah. So what I always tell people, though, is, like, if you're still interested in acting, still try and find something you can do. Get these, like, in pockets. In the industry, yeah. yes. Or there's a friend of mine, she, her background is marketing, but now she's trying to pursue acting. And I'm like... And she's done this marketing kind of on the side. And I'm like, why don't you try and market for production companies? Because you're getting involved. You're creating those relationships with the people that Mm -hmm. actually make the decisions anyways, you know, for hiring you. So all that to say, I think that is such great advice. And I think what you did was really smart. So I just wanted to touch on that. Yeah. Um, Sorry for the interruption. But I want to touch on that, too, for anybody that's listening, because that's a that's advice that I give to a lot of people. It, it, it sets up a limitation. And mm-hmm. then from that limitation, you have to get creative in order to to, to pursue that stuff. Right. And then you're like, well, how do I get to point A to point B with this path? Because it, it helps along the way that if you are doing it within the confines of wherever that career is, it's just like it just helps. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Um, so I met someone and I was like, really nice to have a full time job at this point. <laughs> so uh, um, what happened was. So I started working at uh, Doppler and um, meeting amazing people like Heidi yeah, yeah. Uh, in the voiceover world. And man, what an experience that was because mm. uh, you get to meet and work in a lot of different things from day to day. Yeah. So like I got to work with um, like it, from one day I'm like working with Morgan Freeman. Next yeah. day I'm like recording the past president, um, Jimmy Carter's book. And then like I, I got to work with the um, Property Brothers and do their whole uh while they were filming here in Atlanta, um, they they like record their voiceovers and all their ADR yeah, uh-huh. for their past season. So okay. I was like, I was recording with them like probably, I don't know, like three times out of the day for like a like a summer and a half or so, yeah. something like that. So in that time, Javier picked up the video camera and he got really good. In fact, so good that he ended up getting a job as a senior video editor at the Chive in Austin. Within the first like two weeks, we were sitting courtside uh, in Mark Cuban's man cave, like just like recording what? Mark Cuban. Oh my Yeah, gosh. yeah. And then um, like so it, and, and it, like it progressed from there getting, it was like, I, I to me, I what was cool about working at Doppler is behind the scenes, like you get to meet like all these cool people. Right. It's like, oh, I get to be in the studio with like Usher and yeah. all this other stuff. And then all of a sudden I go to this next job and then I'm like, I'm doing the same exact thing with amazing people um, and still being able to like record. But also mm-hmm. what was crazy is that like they hired me for the video thing and then I was just able to do my um, audio stuff with it, you know? Wow. So I started to garner my skill sets as a video guy. 
I got to be there for four years and work on some really amazing projects. And it's it, it, like there's a couple things with video editing where you you go into story a lot mm -hmm. and video editing takes a long time. But mm -hmm. it, there's certain skill sets. There's like the technical side and then there's the actual creative right. creativity side and the the shorter that it takes for you to get on the technical side, the the um, that friction that's there, the as you get closer to like hitting the ground faster with the creativity side and mm. getting rid of that barrier, then things start to kick. And um, uh -huh. as as you don't spend as much time trying to be like, well, how do I take this clip and get it out of there? How do I do that? And if you have the idea in your brain and you know how to implement it, then it like the sky's the limit. Yeah. And I was able to get to that point. And what was cool is, as I, as I was going, I, I started my YouTube page. Yeah. So Javier started his YouTube channel with the main purpose to help teach other people video skills, especially technical. Javier, what did you learn about YouTube doing that? Uh, in the YouTube game, it's it's a very uh, it's so time consuming. It's it like is. if you if you want to build a personal brand, if you want to like do something for your company, and you are not passionate about video, I do not suggest. Do it like, <laughs> or, or, or like, uh, do 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 suck the life. Yeah, out of do you. the video thing, but don't make it like a production. No. Do make it make it efficient. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you are passionate about video and creative stories and things of like that, you go go all out. Right. So with me, obviously, my 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 thing is editing and all that stuff. So I actually I have the editing things there. But what was crazy is it was just. The time that it takes to one now that I have a kid uh -huh. and um, my wife is like, I want to spend time with them, you know. Yeah. And then I also have the full time at job at the Chive, and then I started to uh, grow in the space of my own brand and everything mm -hmm. like that. So, and then I picked up the podcast. <laughs> and uh, to to me, there's That's the Javier and I get along really well. <laughs> like, yeah, let's just throw one one other thing on there. <laughs> yeah. So with that. Um, there was something with the podcast that I could see that was there mm -hmm. that uh, that I was talking to you with on yours, mm -hmm. where it's just like, man, it's just really cool to sit down and get to these little nuggets of wisdom and talk to people about their story and everything. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so funny because I think you're a fellow like creator. I don't know how many other people did this growing up, but I remember growing up and feeling so frustrated myself because like I would take guitar lessons or I'd take like piano lessons and literally for maybe five or ten minutes I would try and practice what I was supposed to practice and then I'd be like oh that sounds kind of cool Ooh, ooh, I could hear a whole song I mean like it was it felt so frustrating because I felt like whatever I did mm -hmm. if I tried to learn one way I would always kind of create my other way another way to do it yep and I don't know if you're the same way but it sounds like there's just something about certain people I think that are creators that they just kind of have to do their own thing. That's just yeah. how they were made, you know? That's their purpose in yeah. life. So I think that that's awesome. Okay, so what is your goal with the podcast? And, and tell everybody, too, what the name of the podcast is and your YouTube uh, So, page. right, right. <laughs> I love how Heidi was just, like, talking about this on her. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, my podcast is Passion in Progress, where okay. I, I interview people um, and what they're passionate about. Because obviously, I'm right now I'm pursuing my passion. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, when I set out to do a podcast, I was like, I doing a niche like podcast to me was like, it, it, I just knew in the long run, it, it, I want to blow my brains out because right. I like I don't want to talk about video gear all totally. the time yeah. and like I love video gear, yeah. but like I I think people's stories are so awesome, yeah. you know. So I, I started that endeavor, and um, it actually stemmed from the 
exchange of time. I, I would mm-hmm. say of audience retention where if you can't spend time looking at a YouTube video, you could like listen to me in a podcast mm-hmm. format and then actually get to grow and do all that stuff within the brand that way. Yeah, that's where that's where it stemmed from. But immediately after I did a couple podcasts, I was just like, man, this is just really cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like hearing people's stories and all that stuff. So uh, it's now it's just turned into like, man, it's just cool to hear inspiring things from other mm-hmm. people and what they're passionate about and how they're pursuing it and uh, the progress that they're making in there. The three P's. What I want to pursue with my YouTube page, uh, my personal one, is is the video gear stuff. So okay. in this context, I was like, right out the gate, I know that I could help these other guys that I was refer- referencing before with the whole editing techniques and all this stuff. There's the two little like main focuses yeah. for, right, for right now. What, but the interesting thing, especially what you're talking about mm-hmm. on my podcast with uh, your Atlanta voiceover studio, mm-hmm. it's your exchange of time, right? So you, you need income, right? What's weird to me in the entrepreneurial space, mm-hmm. and I, this is why I loved relating to you so much, mm-hmm. is your exchange of time in terms of what you're, um, what you're pursuing. And the freelance work takes like this, this, this chunk that's like it's income mm-hmm. and it's like you're still doing what you want yeah. and all that stuff but is it depending on what the freelance work is is sure. like is it still fulfilling you know right. and then there's the the stuff that you really want to work on and yeah. there's these little buckets like yeah. all in between of yeah. the 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 things that you're work on working on and how can you garner the income from all of those like mm-hmm. little buckets of stuffs mm-hmm. is like so Javier one of the things that I can tell from you um, Mm -hmm. just who you are is you have resilience. I mean, just from the story about getting into music school, from the internships (laughs) and everything, you have this resilience about Mm -hmm. you. Do you think that that's just natural, that you just have that in you? Or do you think that you've just learned over time? Like what, what can you attribute that to? Man, (laughs) that's a really good question. Um, I think it came from what I described before. I think it was the uh, when I got finally got into college, and then I was just like, "Oh, I really like learning, and I really like doing this stuff." I have no idea why I'm a glutton for punishment in terms of like the stuff that I'm pursuing. Like to me, what I just did, leaving an amazing job at like an amazing working atmosphere, Mm -hmm. just to like go down to the gutter again and then work my way up. It's like I I see myself doing this like every three years, like Uh once in college, then at Doppler, then then at the Chive, and now I'm like. I think it's um, uh, this this journey that I've once I start to see where things could um, end up, or mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm too, I, I don't want to say bored because I like I always find things sure. to occupy my brain, but I know creatively and also like just like oh man, if we're not moving forward, let's do this, like let's get to it. Um, that's where that kind of comes from in my brain. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where it stemmed from. Um, I just know that's kind of how it how my brain works and I know if I start to do my own personal thing now when that next three years comes along and wherever I may be in the spectrum of like oh is this very well is this not well I know at least at that point it will be on my own brand then Mm -hmm. building up this stuff for for somebody else and again like I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if I wasn't doing right. all these things for those right. other people. But man, I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so so tell me this: if somebody is interested in like starting a podcast or a YouTube channel, I mean, what piece of advice would you give them? 
in my mind, when I, especially when I hear that question, immediately I think of all of the little nitpicky things that mm-hmm. comes with starting a pot. It's not the glow, the overall like right. three thousand foot view. It's the like. Where do you distribute? How do you syndicate a pie? Like, yeah. how do you? How do you? Where's the thing to do the the button with the thing? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah. it's like, oh, you go to websites like w- Libsyn or yeah. like um. I've, I use I've, Fireside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, great too. Uh, you those the there's an art there's a thing like an yeah. RSS feed. Like right. the, the editor and me and like the tutorial guy and me is like, no, these are the from step one, two, three, and yeah. four is like, no, literally, if you want to start a podcast, you have to know what an RSS feed is, yeah. and then like from there you go, you go. To this website and then all of a sudden you you have to overcome this um this barrier to entry with podcasts right now yeah. where you have to have your picture you have to have mm-hmm. your bio and it makes you think about like well what's my podcast really about mm-hmm. because once you start implementing those things it's like you have to turn in these assets to these websites yeah. in order to get on itunes yeah. and all these places yeah and like kind of make it look professional so you do get in so there's that the other thing with youtube is um just start creating uh, a lot of people say that but uh i I, I am 80 episodes in right now on my wow. uh, on my personal YouTube page, and um, I'm nowhere near as big as Heidi Rue on YouTube. <laughs> but uh, well, that was over years. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that Lantern one got oh you got gosh. you got you so Holy much. Holy moly, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the YouTube space, um, I think this really plays into uh what you are getting at with your personal story right now and where I'm at, there's this community that's starting up called hashtag no small creator. Mm. And uh, it started by this guy, Cody Warner and the guy's ballistic when it comes to uh, motivation. Yeah. <laughs> so he's this guy that owns this um, production company, right? And he's, he's got ADHD and, um, the he, it, those nights when just like you're down the YouTube hole and you're watching YouTube videos, I come across one of his videos, and this guy has so much enthusiasm mm-hmm. about life. And I look at um, he ha- he has like all of these nuggets of wisdom as he's going along with what he's creating, and he's like he's so authentic, mm-hmm. and he just wants the best for everybody. Like he he he's like, all right, I'm here for the entrepreneurs, I'm here for the doers, the creators. Yeah. And his his whole message is about like, well, if you have a small, if nobody is a small creator, mm-hmm. if you are a creator, you're you're putting something out there for the world, yeah. whether it be like how to build an RC car or right. like. I don't know how to do Shopify business yeah. or something like that. Um, yeah, that's a big so, deal. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but he, his overall encompassing idea is that. It took mm-hmm. him like 100 episodes to get to that point. What I'm, what I'm getting at, though, is you could see the message that he wanted to, that he wants to do in his mm-hmm. um, whole space. And he started building this community around it. And I think in my in terms of like YouTube and podcasting, it's less about the platforms that you're on and it's more about the message that you're trying to spread. And with with him, it just became more apparent where I was like, man, I really like what this guy has to say about everything. And uh, you look at his sub count and it was at like a thousand and he'd been doing over 100 episodes and he daily vlogs. And the guy, the guy, he owns a production company, so he knows he knows how to make cinematic stuff. And his, everything is like it's every vlog is only like six minutes long and it doesn't doesn't take too much time from your um, day. But where I'm getting at this is he was so enthusiastic and he was so passionate about what he was doing that just um, uh, two days ago before I came to record this podcast, yeah. he got recognized by some other uh, Peter McKinnon, a bigger YouTuber. Yeah. He made a couple videos about like 
uh, cinematic swaddling. So Peter McKinnon just had a baby. This uh. is really tangential, but <laughs> this is the stuff I like to talk about. Um, anyhow, Peter McKinnon just had a baby, and he was like, he was like, hey man, I I don't want to be your editor. I want to be your editor's babysitter. <laughs> so so he made this video about like cinematic um, swaddling and like all these things he would do as a babysitter. And where where I'm getting with this is like he was just he was just having fun, right. and he was just really enthusiastic and really energetic about the stuff. And mm-hmm. everybody around him via internet because he's got friends in like Australia and all this other place yeah. like like and they're all internet driven and he's starting to build this community of no small creator and when he got recognized he did this collaboration with the Peter McKinnon guy and just today because he did that collaboration he now has 21,000 wow. um followers because it just he just the audience wasn't there to like right. see it. Sure. And then once other people saw it, they were just yeah. like, oh man, I'm really down with this guy. So yeah. what I would say in the podcasting world, YouTube, if you're in, even now if you're doing IGTV, Instagram, mm-hmm. anything, it's more about the message that you're trying to spread right. than, um, or who you're trying to be or not trying to, who, who you are yeah. um, and who you, like what value you're trying to provide to yeah. your audience then um, let me just like show you these Lambos and everything yeah. and how I how I flossed on you. Right. <laughs> and all that stuff, you know. Um, that's as what I... As compelling as that may be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know that that uh, it, it's just weird to me because I was bit by the YouTube bug and I like mm-hmm. I did not get YouTube other than like the whole DIY thing. Uh-huh. Like to, like the if I was going on YouTube, it was for uh, to like literally, I think before I started my channel, it was like, my uh, refrigerator door handle broke and oh man I can change my handle from one side of the refrigerator to the other I did not know like most wow. fri- most refrigerators you can do that yeah I did not know that uh, also um, you can you can change the uh, with your washer and dryer you can uh-huh. change what side they open to I did not know that either and that what? was it that, like literally if you have been living a pained life in your yeah. in your laundry room and every time you open up the door and uh-huh. it and it goes the wrong like it always butts up against like something <gasps> that doesn't just know that's a thing but Mind anyhow blown. those are, <laughs> yeah. those are the things I was learning but then I started getting into the community and uh, YouTube has a really great community mm-hmm. and I know um, I think on one of your podcasts you were talking about how do you start interacting with the people in your mm-hmm. audience within mm-hmm. the yeah. podcast because it's hard that if you don't have a platform to do it yeah and the reason why i film all of mine is yeah. because once you start posting them on YouTube. on on youtube i will say this it takes away from your download numbers because okay. people because people, people watch interact it and versus it. yeah and it. also yeah. the other thing is it's uh i think um advertisers are not privy right now to uh, video podcast is a thing. Oh, so, gotcha. so it's like their platforms and the way that they do things is all driven by um, what you were talking about in that one podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, do you have a hundred thousand downloads and right, all that right, stuff? Right. Like, yeah. like that. Which is, I mean, they have to. Like, yeah, these are sure. big companies. They have to yeah. have some structure in yeah. place. So the way that um, I I do my podcast is uh, I, I film them, yeah. but in doing so, I can take all of the little snippets and tidbits from people and make that into micro episodes. Oh, not, o- that's not only smart. not only that, but if you post something on Instagram, instead of just having a stagnant picture, you can have the actual person interacting yes. with you on camera yeah. saying the thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's so, so it's a tease. Get yeah. them to want to listen more. Yeah. Right? Or okay. or if people um, just want to know that like so I I recorded the um the uh, oh, yellow bird hot sauce mm-hmm. is a uh, is a pretty up and coming like hot sauce brand okay um and there's like certain spots of that podcast where it's like well this pot's this this part is about business this other part is about like how he got his 
um, how he got his uh, recipe like mm. randomly and other things like that. And if people just want to know about that story, they can just search for it on mm-hmm. YouTube and just find that little thing. And then gotcha. and then they can get interested from there. So that's sure. that's the whole reason behind um, filming the podcast too. And yeah. eventually, I I could see me telling stories around it, but it's just. It comes down to that that time suck of like, mm-hmm. how much can you really devote to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's what I would say is if you're if you're planning on pursuing these things, uh, find efficient ways to do them. Yeah, that's so true. So true. And get really big hard drives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. that's again the practical side of me. That's like it, like. It. No, I no, I get it. Like my laptop is the most valuable thing in the world. I'm oh the my worst, gosh, I'm would... the worst about backing up. If somebody broke into my house, I would be so mad. Oh. I, I would not care if they yep. stole everything. I would yep. be like, take all the things. Yep. Do true. not take my hard drives. Yes, I would be so Same. irate. Same. Same. I'd be like, just shoot me. <laughs> that sounds so horrible. <laughs> but, so it's, but it's like it's like a part yeah. of your life is like literally it's the uh, it's the current day and age of the your um I can can I ask you this? If yeah, like so sure. in, in today's day and age, if somebody comes over and they're like today's standard of showing them a photo album of yeah, your family yeah, yeah. what does that look like oh yeah it's well it's on your phone mainly, yeah exa- right? ex- exactly exactly like whatever pictures you have on your phone but, I, but i'm talking about like those times when you go into the closet and you're spring oh, cleaning like right. 20 like yeah. 20 years from now That's and you're like so this true. it's no longer on your phone like it's on your hard drive. it's like your hard drives yeah. it's like so like uh, when when my son grows up and he's like already out of college and everything, uh-huh. and he brings over the girlfriend that might become the or boyfriend that right, becomes right. becomes the significant other, yeah, and uh, and then you just like you you dust off a hard drive right, and you right. show that to the yeah, person as yeah. opposed to like oh, here's this photo look, album, 2010. Okay. Oh, well, do you remember was, USB? <laughs> Your son wasn't born in 2010, but I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you wipe it off and go, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These are the things that fascinate me. (laughs) Well, listen, if you are fascinated fascinated by all things like audio and video, but not only that, but your podcast has um, so much inspiration for people that are pursuing their passions, Mm -hmm. you know, so it really is for everyone. And Heidi's there. Yes, yes. It was a really fun episode, I will say. I hope everyone else enjoys it, too, because it's fun. Fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they want to follow along with you, where can they do that? I am at J-A-V Mercedes on all the social things. And again, if you want to see like the whole editor vlog type side of me, I'm yeah. Javier Mercedes on uh, YouTube. And then my podcast is Passion and Progress. Um, yeah. If you type in Passion and Progress podcast, it probably pops up yep. with the face of me and somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> because he did his due diligence to get his podcast up and he has that picture, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> picture yeah. in the bio. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Javier, for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, you guys check it out and check out some of his cooking um, <laughs> videos. Too. I totally forgot. Yeah. Would that be on your personal yep, YouTube? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I, at some point in time, I was uh, I was pursuing cooking my way through Gordon Ramsay's cookbook and that's why your podcast is named passion and progress progress, (laughs) which is encouraging you need to listen i mean like (laughs) people need to have that they need to have that support and listen to in the midst of all that stuff Mm -hmm. and figuring it all out you're not alone and everybody's 
in mm-hmm. it together. So. And I would also encourage if you are a creator, I would if just on any medium, um, Instagram or anything, Facebook or whatever, look up the hashtag no small creator. It's a, it's a really cool community. Mm, that's awesome. Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much, Javier. I appreciate it. Yes. Thank yeah. you. First interview in the bag. How Woo! about that? Yeah. You nailed it. Yes. Hashtag nailed it. <laughs> As a Georgia peach, she loves pleasing people. So she wants to know how she can improve the show. So let her know either on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Heidi Rue. Also be kind because she's my wife. And if she has a bad day, then I'm really going to hear about it. 